Welcome to another week of and another episode of 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast with me, your host, Tanya Candler, here hanging out with you. <laughs> I was supposed to record this last night, but I fell into a horrible food coma because it was it was the feeding hour at, at the Piggy Palace and I had so much to eat, I couldn't move. <laughs> I didn't eat all day because I was rushing around and doing things and you know how you get busy and things like that. And so there you go. I had a veggie burger or like from uh, it was like a Kirkland plant based burger. They're awesome. Costco has them. You can get them. They're frozen like they're like 18 bucks for a box. 18 It's like a buck a burger. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> they're awesome. I love them. So I had that from Costco. But then I also had <coughs> some vegan spring rolls and then I made some cupcakes yesterday. I made like 24 of them and they were vegan also. So I had like four. I'm not going to lie. I had four. I had four fucking cupcakes. Shut the fuck up cake. That's what I had. And so, you know, it's been a little bit of it was it was amateur hour with eating. So I put myself into a food coma and then I had a glass of oat milk and oat milk has like a lot of magnesium in it. <laughs> it makes you kind of sleepy. And I may have fallen asleep on the couch. So I apologize. So <laughs> here I am after a Saturday morning jam. I finally played one of my dad's guitars. This week has been crazy, 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 crazy. So I thought we'd do a little catching up, talk about some interesting and very controversial and crazy subjects that, you know, have been happening to me and have probably happened to you at one time or another, because I mean, this week we just passed what I like to call amateur hour in Ontario, in, in, in Canada, at least in, in Ireland, it's called St. Patrick's Day. So Aaron Gobra, I hope you celebrated St. Patrick's Day, you know how you know how. And I don't think St. Patrick's Day is like, you know, green beer. You know what I mean? I, I think that's not Irish. Any Irish person I know personally, I'll say something about green beer and they'll say, what's green beer? Like, you know, we don't have that over here in the Emerald Isle. It's, you know, it's not, it's not a thing in Ireland. It's, it's like a colonized almost thing. Like we take everything over here in North America and just fucking put whatever we want all over it. So we dye the beer green, we dye the river green, we dye, you know what I mean? It's like, people don't do that in Ireland. It's about, it's St. Patrick's Day. Do you, who, who do you know anything about St. Patrick's? You know, I am not Catholic personally, but you know what I mean? I took lots of things and I know lots of things about world religions. I just think sometimes it becomes amateur hour and there's a place I know in Ontario, in Ontario, where the kids burn cars, don't you know? Well, they drink green beer till it comes out their ears. Everyone loves Fleming Drive. Like, oh my God, 10 years down to the day, St. Patrick's Day. So I was worried this St. Patrick's Day because we had the St. Patrick's Day massacre is what I like to call it in London, Ontario, 10 years ago. Last St. Patrick's Day was like in 2012, I believe. And someone decided it was going to be a great idea down by Fleming Drive, down by Fanshawe, by the, the college there to get crazy and riot and get their drink on. And I remember I was having a party at my house at the time. And we had a whole bunch of friends over and we had the windows open because it was particularly warm. It was just like it was this St. Patrick's Day. It was super warm, like 20 degrees. Lots of people in the house, lots of body heat, things like that. So making food and stuff like that. So it's hot, right? And oh my God, this someone, I was like, it smells like burning rubber. And everyone's like, oh, it stinks in your house. 
because I lived close to Fanshawe College. Well, in a, within a close proximity, it was like 50 kilometers away from my house, maybe, like maybe 20. Okay, 20. Let's be fair, 20 kilometers away from my house. So it took a little bit to get there. So the wind, it was a really burning car, burning rubber, everything. So some college students lit a car on fire and like the police were there and it was a really bad scene. And London kind of has a, a history. So everyone, every St. Patrick's Day, I know me for sure, on St. Patrick's Day in London, Ontario, <laughs> on terrible, kind of holds their, their fingers and kind of crosses them. But I call it holding your thumbs because that's like an expression in another language that I use. But I'm holding my thumbs. It means kind of like crossing your fingers. Like that doesn't happen again. So I was like, oh my God, like it's going to be crazy. The bars are lined up at fucking, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. People are already drunk as fuck. Plan B is going to be flying off the motherfucking shelves. It's going to be crazy. Everybody's going to want a plan B. I'm going to ask you right now, though. What the fuck happened to plan A? No shame on anyone who's taken plan B because lots of folks I know have had to take it. It's there because it's the morning after pill. If you need to take that kind of birth control, that's why they make it. But I'm saying after St. Patrick's Day, it might be in short supply. People will do a lot of drunken things that they may regret the next day. So just know the plan B is there for you. Not only at the drugstore, but it's at the health units and things like that too. I endorse those personal choices. So, you know, if you're having those thoughts, that's where they go. So on, on terrible, like, what can I say? We've done a lot of crazy things. It's been a crazy week. Like I'm sitting here with my lemon water. And let me tell you for sure, this is a candler thing because it's a, it's, we're prone to kidney stones. I had them when I was pregnant with my first. They're fucking horrible. I would rather have a baby with no epidural, like again, than, than have a kidney stone. Like it's so painful and I feel so bad for anyone with male genitalia that has to pass them. Because I know what it's like for a woman, but I can't imagine having to pass one with a penis. Like I just can't. People have told me horror stories about kidney stones they have passed. So this candler, my motivational water bottle, my lemon water, everybody drinks it. It's a candler thing. I will tell you the lemon thing. It's, it's a kidney thing. And you know, we just, we make sure everything's good. You know what I mean? The urologist says this, if your urine has any color to it, you're not hydrated. So drink. You need more water than you think. Even Doc McStuffins says so. My kids watch this program. It's called Doc McStuffins. It's a perfect show. Kay Hanley does a lot of the music. She was in Letters to Cleo. It's it's a great show. Like the, the song is water, 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 water. You got to drink way more water than you think. That's how you got to stay hydrated. So she also sings time for your checkup, time for your checkup. That's a reminder to go to the doctors and get your checkup. That's one thing that, you know, I've like, I had neglected to do in the pandemic for a little while. My kids always checked up and things like that, but I was like, I don't want to go for a checkup. So I finally, of course, months ago went for a checkup. Of course, things are nice and healthy again for me. Things are looking good after switching to a plant-based diet. That was advised by, you know, medical stuff. 
I'm good. My blood pressure is like a little teenager. I'm better in shape than I was when I was a teenager, which is great. I'm feeling a little bit better again, jogging every day, getting back into the race and things like that really makes a huge difference. So those are things that we do. Those are things that we do. I realized this week that I'm obsessed with dad jokes or dad things. And all my hobbies are dad fucking things. I've been exploring the world of making my own hot sauces because I had such a fun with, with the Scotty O'Hottie hot sauce. And I've been looking at some of the stuff that Tasting the Heat's been doing over on Instagram. And they saw I had this dill pickle hot sauce on there. I'm like, ooh, I think I could make that fun. So I'm experimenting and um, I'm just being the master inventor of kind of being this alchemist of dinking around with hot sauces and beard oils too. You know, if you got a good like base for it going, a good carrier oil, you can kind of add whatever fragrance oils you want and get to make sure you really balance them though. I'm kind of learning as I go along, but I realized that all my hobbies are like dad hobbies, like what they're like coined as. Like I love dad jokes. I think they're hysterical. I had a huge, like, like I say, like I've, I've told you, I've had a, a huge relationship with my dad. So dad jokes are definitely a lot not uh, lost on me because they're so funny. I think they're hysterical and I get them. You know what I mean? It's been a very emotional week, I will say. Like uh, I've been listening to Joe Satriani a lot and Eric Johnson a lot. My dad was a huge like uh, instrumental lover of guitar. Uh, he loved guitar in all modalities of, of guitar. But the stuff that reminds me of him a lot is listening to things like Joe Satriani, listening to people like Eric Johnson, uh, Chet Atkins, listening to people like Django Reinhardt, like those sorts of artists with my dad. Like if it was listening to something that had not too many lyrics and not wasn't there wasn't too much singing over top of it, we listen to things like that. So I've been listening to a lot of that stuff. So I've been very emotional this week. It's been a crazy emotional week because I had to drive three hours through a snowstorm and collect some of dad's things. And that was tough. That was tough. It's been a weekend uh, or rather a week of like rapid testing and craziness and just uh, quarantining and making sure everyone's safe and everyone's okay. And, you know, I mean, it's been a week of that and it's been crazy. And I finally got uh, my dad's guitars home kind of where they belong and they're like they're they're in the right humidity I wanted to make sure they were well taken care of for my dad my dad's you know partner wanted to make sure that they were taken care of properly and she you know kind of didn't know what to do with guitars and amps and things like that so I said you know I'll take care of it so everything is everything all is well but it's emotional going things you know going through things and looking through things that are so much of a person's you know, personality, you know, the part that you see while they're here, you know, kind of earthside, not their spirit, not their light that shines kind of, you know, inside them, not their, you know, for lack of a better word, their soul, you know, in a Christian sort of, if I can give you a Christian take on it, I think a lot of people find that more palatable. They, they find the idea of a soul more easy to digest than, you know, a light inside your, whatever you want to call it, your vibe, your energy, whatever shifts when you pass away, but it's so hard and it was such a gift to go and be with my dad's things and kind of be with my dad's personality. And warning, there's probably going to be crying on this show because it was it was it was tough. So going up to my dad's uh, was tough and 
there was a lot of things to take. It's going to be multiple trips. Like I, I say, there's a lot of stuff there. My dad was a larger than life human being. Like, what can I say? He just, he was, he was, he was, a, he was huge. He, his whole music setup was set up like he was playing a concert. You know, it was, it hasn't been taken down since the last time he played. So taking that down was really hard and getting all his pedals together. And it's been a week of, like I say, rapid testings, washing cars, resetting up amps and setups, just cleaning knobs and making sure things are looking good in the neighborhood, tuning guitars and stringing one and doing different things, making sure dad would be proud and happy and everything was good. So I did that. And then there was the incident this week with expired insulin. I'm always checking my sons. As everyone knows who listens to this podcast, my eldest is type 1 diabetic. So we're always checking my son's, uh, like his insulin, to make sure the expiry dates are good. So I go to changes one long acting the other night. And I had enough left for a couple nights. I always make sure I have enough in there and tons in the fridge. And that's where you got to put insulin. It has to go in the fridge. So I'm looking at the expiry date and I just had gotten this in January of this year and it said it expired on March the 7th. So I called that pharmacy and I said, hey, do you have any of this Basiglar insulin in stock? It's a long acting, it's a long acting insulin. Let me check for you. Nope, we don't. I said, I got a problem Then I got a real problem. I got a little one that's going to run out of insulin in a couple of days and you don't have any in stock. And the one that you gave me in January expired in, in like just a couple of days ago. The pharmacist tells me to use it. And I thought to myself, and I took pharmacology. I thought to myself, it's good to the end of the month, he says. I thought to myself, mm, I might take an aspirin a few days past its cell date, but I will not, certainly not, experiment with expired insulin on my seven-year-old. Fuck that. So I called another pharmacy. It was a shopper's drug mart that I called. A good one by us. They deliver. They're awesome. I told them, I said, I kind of got an emergency here in a few days. I'm going to be out of this long-acting basic. I got like three days. I said, do you have any in stock? They said, we have some right now. We can do they delivered it first thing in the morning. They, they transferred all the stuff over to the shoppers that we needed them to transfer it over to. They were super awesome. They had his Basiglar in stock. It was within expiry dates. He's got lots of it. They even delivered some free uh, testing strips, diabetes testing strips. Super good there. So that was good to see, but really, really, really toxic. Like that's really toxic information to give, to give someone. So like after speaking to like this pharmacist that said to use it, speaking to the other pharmacists at, at Shoppers Drug Mart and even the pharmacy assistants, they were like, no, 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 don't use expired insulin on your child, especially. And I said, you know, that's kind of what I thought. And the doctor kind of confirmed that for me. So that was, that was good. And speaking of toxic, this is what one of the things I wanted to talk about on this episode, friends forever, or are we Zach Morris's trash? And so are some people. <laughs> oh, fuck. I want to talk about toxic relationships, friendships, you know, toxic relationships, the classic story where one partner punches one partner in the face and the next day they buy said partner, you know, flowers or chocolates or candies or something in the shape of a heart to say, I'm sorry that I punched you in the face. And, you know, that's the, you know, the apology and the other person takes them back. But 
that happens in, you know, relationships. And I see that a lot. Do you see that kind of abuse in things like friendships? And I wanted to talk about, you know, friendships and sometimes friendships expires. You know, I had one of the most beautiful friendships that I've ever had in high school with, uh, with a gentleman. And, uh, everyone thought we were sleeping together. I swear to gosh, it was play like completely platonic, never had one phony baloney sexy moment. And we had a great time together. We rode horses together. We kind of like drove around in his car. He drove like a firebird, like a, like an eighties, like muscle car firebird. And he kind of reminded me of you know, a Wooderson or something from Dazed and Confused, except he went for girls like our own age. And we just like smoked stogies, like Captain Blacks and like wine tip things. And I was like, you know, young in high school, like 18 years old. And we used to like bomb around in his, in his, in his muscle car and smoke these stogies and just listen to rap and just hang out. And he'd cruise for what he called females. He'd cruise for the ladies. And I just, be along, I'd be the wingman just for the ride. But we used to have sleepovers like almost every weekend. We'd order pizza. We'd like do things like go horse. Like I said, we'd go horseback riding together. We'd go dirt bike riding together. We'd swim. Everything platonic. He had a crush on one of my best friends, actually. And uh, so, uh, you know, we tried to get them together. She wasn't interested. I don't blame her. <laughs> he was a lovely guy, but he was a goofy, goofy, goofy dude. And uh, he ended up getting in a lot of trouble. But that was that. But like, of course, that relationship ran its course like in a different way. We kind of grew apart. I grew up. I kind of had kids. He did his thing. I think he got in trouble with the law and some things. So, you know, not my bag. So we didn't hang out anymore. But does this happen in friendships too? Like with the with the punching your partner in the face and then buying them flowers and how much is a person worth to you? You know what I mean? Kind of like stomping all over someone's value. Does this happen in friendships too? I have discovered that yes, it has. How far can these things go? How far can you really push a friendship before you have to be like, whoa, I got to draw a line in the fucking sand here. One toke over the line, sweet Jesus. One toke over the line. Sitting there looking at my fucking DMs, baby. One toke over the line. I'm scrolling through my DMs. I'm looking through my DMs. And you know, there's some Brewer and Shipley action for you there right now. <laughs> if you don't know that one, look up One Toke Over the Line. Look up Brewer and Shipley. Fantastic band. But I'm saying, how far, I'm looking at my notes here, seriously. How far can a friendship go? How far can you take one? And when does it go too far? When does it get weird? When does it get uncomfortable? When does it go like totally south and you're just like, woo, time to jump ship. Woo, you do a Ric Flair thing. Woo, and like and fucking do you do the nature boy thing and you just get the fuck out of there because get the fuck out. You got to get the fuck out of there because it's not good for your mental health. Egg healthic it's not good for your mental health because i was thinking healthic and toxic it's healthic it's toxic do 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 you're toxic no it's seriously so toxic i can't even believe it britney spears can't believe it it's so toxic you get into a friendship with someone you have like interest with someone and everything's going cool it's almost like being in a relationship with something everything's good you talk about a few things that are great and things that you get along with the person 
is, you know, nice. And then they start creeping in in a few ways. Like they start pushing their moral beliefs on you. You make, I'm not someone who puts my moral and beliefs that are at my core in secret. I don't keep those in secret. They're very pushed very to the forefront of my mind. If someone wants to discuss something with me, they go and go ahead and discuss it with me. You're not going to shove shit down my throat and expect me to like react to that positively. So when does it start to get abusive? Like when do you start to feel totally fucking harassed and you know, people sending you things that are against your like political stuff. Like I had people sending me things about, you know, political stuff that I do not agree with at all. Like things, especially about Russians. I'm not interested in anything remotely Russian, except the people that are not uh, like, you know, with Vladimir Putin right now, or Putin, as I like to call him. Um, the Russian people don't want war. There's, you know, Vladimir Putin and I say a few leftover assholes from the KGB. But, you know, those people are being fucking fooled. Ukraine, I stand with Ukraine. I am with Ukraine 100%. I'm a big fan of Zelensky. I saw someone bitching the other day that he wasn't dressed for wearing a suit. And he wasn't all professional, dressed professionally. And I thought, he's dressed for the job. He's wearing a war helmet and a fucking bulletproof vest. If I was Zelensky right now, that's what the fuck I would be wearing. I wouldn't be sitting here dressed like fucking Stevie Nicks in these goddamn hippie clothes. Seriously. But when do things get creepy and harassing? Like when people start sending you like videos and tons and tons of like memes and articles and reddits and subreddits and you know what I mean and just are up your ass a thousand times a day about the same thing and you're just like I'm not changing my political views or I'm not changing my religious views or I'm not changing my vegan views or I'm not changing my uh like vaccinating my kids or vaccinating myself or I'm not changing my masking views like even though the mask mandate dropped or is going to drop I say on March 21st I'm still going to keep my mask firmly secured to my face. I have people in my household that are severely immune compromised. So you know what? I'm just going to keep on keeping on because if you believe in politics, you're going to drop your mask. If you believe in science, you're going to keep it on. It's like a seatbelt for your face. Keep your mask on. Don't be a fucking idiot. Like just don't be premature. No one likes anyone who's premature. Don't, don't come too soon, okay? Ain't nobody got time for that. Just keep your mask firmly planted on your face. It's like these people I know, they bitch, particularly people I know, bitch about COVID. And they're like, oh God, I think I have COVID. And they're like, I can't wait for this mask mandate to be over. I'm like, they've proven wearing masks, the correct masks, appropriately keeps you cool with COVID. So I don't know what to say about it. It's just some people try to force their views on you. I don't want to send mask propaganda out to the world. If someone asks me what I think, I'll tell them. But I'm not going to like send someone, you know, 50 to 60 to 70 messages a day and just try to jump up their ass. I don't appreciate that kind of shit. So I think that kind of thing is kind of toxic. So when those kind of things happen to you, and recently this happened to me, like just something went completely south that could have been completely avoided, but 
you know, when I'm provoked and someone just keeps nattering at me and nattering at me and nattering at me, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm not going to fight about it. I'm not going to yell about it. I'm not going to go crazy about it. I'm not going to try to convince you. What you believe is what you believe. That's your belief system. If you tell me that the grass is blue, I know it's green. But if you think it's blue, that's your jam, man. Whatever. But I'm just not going to listen to it. That's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to choose to protect my mental health and I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to tune that out because it's not good for me. And it's not good for the effect that it has on my 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 whole self, like my my spirit, really. And it's not good for anyone's spirit to be listening to that kind of shit. And so recently I totally got like attacked. I'm I'm good to set boundaries. I think you don't have to accept all the gifts that you've been given. If someone gives you something, not don't just mean materially. If someone gives you something, whether it's a fact or a text or a, a message that you don't like, you don't have to like take that you can just kind of pass it on or just let it be all things will kind of just go you know so you can just let it be and ignore it block delete do whatever you have to do i have lots of conversations like i say set boundaries though to protect yourself and others you got to set boundaries for your mental health and you have to stick to your core beliefs like i say Stick to who you are. Don't compromise who you are for somebody else. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's, I think you should be true to yourself. I think that's always important. No matter what your belief system is, it's, it's important to be true to yourself. You just be a good listener. That's one thing. Like, always try to hear two sides of the pancake. Like, I was a good listener for a very long time until one day I just, I couldn't listen to it anymore. It was like listening to literally an echo chamber of bullshit. So no good. Follow your gut, stick to your convictions, stick to your core values, and you will be okay. You know, sometimes you get what I call, what do I call them? Universe testers. They're folks from humankind. It's not usually animals or anything like that. It's not usually a hamster or a dog or a cat. It's not usually your children. It's not usually anybody else's children. It's usually grown-ups. It's people your age or around your age. It's folks from humankind that the universe sends to test you. So I call them universe testers. So it really, like I say, it depends what you do with it. So if someone throws a bunch of shit at you, do you what do you do with it? Do you care? I mean, really? How much energy do you invest in it? Not much. So get rid of that stuff. Get rid of the toxicity in your life. So I was going to record, like I say, last night, but it was bush pig feeding time at the zoo. So I had a gallbladder flare up. I'm not going to lie. Mm, samosas, veggie burger for four vegan cupcakes. And then, and then I think it was the Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. That's not even an ad. I'm not even allowed to fucking drink it anymore. That's what Coke, Coca-Cola has done to me. Like, I can't fucking believe it. I love Coca-Cola. But lately, it's got me so bloated and like I had a sip and my gallbladder went poof. I was like, I haven't had a gallbladder attack and this is terrible. I haven't had a gallbladder attack for years and years and years and years and years. And the last time I had a gallbladder flare up because I cured my gallbladder by changing the way I eat, changing my diet, changing my lifestyle, changing my stress, 
letting go of guilt. Like a lot of people think that your gallbladder is just only like physical, but I believe, and this is just my belief system, that a lot of guilt is held in your gallbladder in that area. And if you let go of guilt, a lot of the times you can help your gallbladder. Also lemon water, bust up gallstones, bust up kidney stones, dandelion tea. These things are important. These are the things that I, 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 I use. Lots of salads, lots of green things, broccoli, spinach salads, mm, kale if you can have it. Not for me though. It makes those kidney stones. I'll put it in a smoothie or some shit. I don't want to know it's there. I'll put it in a juice. I don't want to taste that kale. I'll put it in a soup. I don't want to taste it though. Put so much stuff in there to cover it. Mm. Put so much vegan cheese. You won't even know there's kale in that soup only because it's green as fuck. But I say like the last time my gallbladder flare up was like, oh my God. It was definitely one of the worst days of my life because for now, like I say, the, the, the worst day of my life has just, just happened. Like I, like just a month ago, like losing my dad, like definitely the worst. That is the worst fucking day of my life. It's the worst fucking thing you could ever imagine. It is the most painful thing you could ever imagine. I don't know what to say. Like... I played my dad's guitar for the first time last night and it was weird. It wasn't, uh, it didn't feel like right. It just didn't feel normal without my dad there. And like I say, losing my dad has to date been the most painful thing I have ever gone through in my life. Next to my child being diagnosed with like diabetes and then grieving the loss of like the child you had before who did not have diabetes who I mean did but it didn't rear its head and he didn't become insulin dependent until then he has, gets that type 1 diagnosis and now it's insulin dependent insulin all the time if there's a correction that needs to be you know he needs to have you know you have to glucagon training around and there's a lot but I say the last time my gallbladder flared up it was the day I lost one of my teenage dads. Like I say, I had two dads growing up. Really, I lost Dave Lander, Morgan and Mercedes' dad. Um, I was in the hospital and my gallbladder had flared up. I had a gallstone and I was passing one and I didn't know it. And I was in the most amazing, excruciating amount of fucking pain I have ever been in in my life. It was horrible. And what happened, I was passing a gallstone and I didn't know it. They took my blood and everything. They confirmed. But they didn't want to take out my gallbladder, so they didn't. So then I got home and, and Morgan had left a message on my answering machine. And it sounded like, hi, Tanya. And she was crying. It sounded like my cat passed away. And I, I couldn't hear because I don't hear very well. Heavy metal, thank you very much. I didn't wear earplugs. I was one of the cool kids. No, the cool kids wore earplugs. I was not cool at ear. Wear earplugs. I was not cool, cool at ear. I was not cool at all. Wear your earplugs. It's not cool if you don't wear earplugs. I was warned to wear earplugs. Now I don't. And I still don't. And I, I can't hear shit. So well, I didn't hear. And, and Morgan had actually expressed that her, her dad had passed away. And Dave, like I say... Dave Lander was like my, my teenage dad. He taught me so much stuff in my teenage years. And because I was on tour like with Kitty and we were doing so much and I was doing so much band practice with Kitty and I was over at the Lander's house so much. He was one of my teenage dads. He taught me what to do with my car engine overheated, you know, teaching you how to drive things, just teaching you dad stuff. You know what I mean? I, just an interesting guy open book, wealth of information, you know, how to cook a steak, 
how to, you know, how to do this, how to do that, you know, how to fix this, how to fix that. Lots of, you know, good advice, you know what I'm saying? Solid advice, you know what I mean? Dad advice. Everybody needs a dad like that. Everybody needs a dad like my dad. I hope wherever both of them are now, I hope they're together and I hope they're sailing away. Oh, I got a ship here. I hope they're sailing away on my dad's ship in the stars. And I hope, uh, like I say, I hope they're both resting easy because I miss both of those guys a whole lot. Good relationships, I say, like good stories, good people, like people I cannot, uh, people I don't have anything to say bad about. Just good stuff. Like I say, <clears throat> we need more good people on this earth. Like, honestly, we need more good parents and more supportive parents. Parents that are going to be supportive when their kids want to go in a band and say, hey, I want to go join the circus and go cross country and go all around the world and be in a band. And their parents go, okay. You know what I mean? Kind of be like horrified, but also be like, sure. Like, my parents were fucking supportive, scared. Scared as fuck. My parents and my mom, I remember, she was like, my mom was like, she was like clenching her hands together. She didn't know what to do. It was like, should I let her go? Do I, do I not let her go? And, you know, I think my Oma, like my mom's mom was like, she'll be okay. Like she makes fairly good choices. Like she didn't know, my Oma didn't know how much of a, like to an extent I was an idiot. But like I say, I made fairly good choices. Like I came out of it pretty good. I'm, I'm alive. I have a good job. I have a good partner. My, you know, kids are good. Everything's healthy. And for the, I mean, for the most part, except for, you know, a few immune things. <sighs> like, I think I turned out okay. You know what I mean? Things, things have a way of turning them out and turning themselves out and have a turning them thing. Things have a way of kind of turning themselves, I think, around. And I think everything kind of comes full circle. And that brings me to my next point. Like I say, my hot sauce dreams lately. I said I have dad projects coming up. My hot sauce dreams are coming true because I saw on Tasting the Heat's Instagram the other day, I saw this dill pickle hot sauce and I love dill pickles. And my my husband, my partner, he loves dill pickles too. And uh, I can't wait to make a dill pickle hot sauce. So we've been like dinking around and buying different ingredients to like mess around with hot sauces. I got bottles. I've been messing around, like I say, with beard oils and carrier oils. I try to create a scent that my dad would really like. Something that reminds me of my dad. And I know what scent profile reminds me of my dad. I might be working with the beer company too. I've been talking to a few beer companies too. So I'm excited to work with somebody. And uh, if even if I put it out myself, I don't care. I got a really good carrier oil right now from a friend and it's fantastic. So I'm just kind of testing out things, but I don't smell very well. Like I've lost a lot of my smell over the years. I am what they call smell blind. I have also in the beginning of the pandemic, we all had COVID. So I have long haul symptoms from that. I can't smell still to this day. Still, still feels like Willoughby Wallaby Wanya and elephant sat on Tanya. Willoughby Wallaby Woo. An elephant sat on you. That's Raffi. Willoughby Wallaby Wee. Oh my God. It does feel like an elephant sat on my chest all the time. So it's really hard. You know, everyone's like, do you smoke? I'm like, no. They're like, do you vape? I'm like, no. I'm like, why do you sound like that? I'm like, <laughs> I have long haul COVID. Like, why do you sound like you're from the Bronx? They're like, when I answer the phone, everyone's like, oh, you got to get up earlier. You sound like you just woke up. I'm like, no, this is how I sound all the time. This is long haul COVID, baby. This is why I get my booster shots. This is why I, I put my mask on and I'm careful, dude. This is also where I drop my socials. So I, I, you know where I am. 
You know I'm on Instagram. I'm partying most of the time on Instagram. You can find me at 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast on any streaming like platform that you can find, wherever you like to stream, I'm there. But usually I'm on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. And you can see the stories in there and there's a few reels and there's a few fun things coming down the pipe. Another question for you. Do y'all think I should get a Patreon? I don't know what the tiers are going to be yet, but if you think I should get a Patreon, hit me up. Let me know. Tell me what you want to see. Tell me what you want to see, what you want to see, what you, what you really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want a Patreon. I don't know. Should I do it? Should I not? I don't know. I'm, I'm wrestling with this in my mind. We'll see. Maybe it'll be the Tandy Candler, the T-Can school spin. I'll spin some tunes for you. I don't know. Private DJ sessions with me. Who would want that? I don't know. Would you want that? I would want that. I don't know. You tell me if you want a Patreon. Anyway, I'm going to drop more socials. I, I'm on Twitter at Tandy Candler, mostly bitching about political things and making fun of my, you know, making fun of the people that I make fun of. It's very adult. But, you know, I'm also on LinkedIn, too. If you ever want to hire me, I do voiceover. Obviously, I do narration. I do vocal matching, which is not a lot. It's not a talent a lot of people have. Vocal matching is really hard. But, you know, I can do anyone you want. Oh, yeah. That's Jennifer An Aniston, just like, just for you. So, oh, yeah. I can't believe it. No, Jen Jennifer Aniston. I can do vocal matching. I do a lot of score composition. I'm doing a score for a film right now. It's a lot of ambient piano and kind of ambient guitar. So I'm excited to do that. It's really relaxing music. You can find me on LinkedIn, too. And I'm, at, I'm on there as Tanny Candler. You can find me. On LinkedIn now, you can find me on YouTube and my YouTube channel, obviously a Tanny Candler channel. But if you click subscribe and if you hit subscribe on anything, like anything that I'm on, if you click subscribe, then it will come to you whenever I put one of these guys out. And I will see you every week back on the show. It's been a fun, it's been a fun week. I'm going to go make some more dad hobbies. Of course, it was a firewood hiking, sort of St. Patrick's Day. Like Aaron go brawless. It was fun. I had a good time outside. I hiked my ass off with my fam jam and uh, everybody gets good exercise. The weather was beautiful on St. Patrick's Day. So I can, I can bet it was amateur hour at the bars. Oh, oh, the luck of the Irish. I, what can I tell you? I told you I can do fucking vocal matching without sounding like a weird pirate. I find that sometimes when people do an Irish accent, they sound like a crazy pirate. Oh, the luck of the Irish. You know what I mean? Like, but like, seriously, they sound like they're kind of like cut your leg off or like put a parrot on your shoulder and like turn you into pirate. Like, uh, like, uh, what's his face did like Robin Williams did in hook. I don't want to see that. He's like, pretend you have a wooden leg. Now lean on your crutch and say, ah, and then you got to spit. I wouldn't want to do that. That doesn't sound Irish to me. It sounds like a pirate. So no, don't do that. Don't do that unless you get hired to do that. So anyways, I will see all of you next week on the show. I have a little guitar to do. It's raining like fuck. I have geology to do with my eldest. I have activities to do with my youngest. It's paint time. And uh, yeah, so it's Bob Ross time over here at Macaloo Manor. And I will see all y'all on another episode of 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast next week around the same time. I'll see y'all. I hope you're all watching. Thank you all for being here. I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, like I say, I'll see you back here 
next week, same time, same place. Bless y'all.